guys, it's Mark Roberts. Today on Let's Get Into Entertainment, the business of entertainment, Tootie. That's right. Uh, we're going to be talking to Eric Bucho, CEO, and really the creator of yeah. Casa Mexico Tequila. He's where it started. Like, if there was a seed of an idea, yeah. it started with him. He planted that seed, and now there's a bunch of people involved with this company. It's It's been a long road, uh, but Tequila's his life. He's here to talk to us about how he got his company started and where it is today. And also, the really interesting part for us is that it's actually entertainment, because when I met Eric Bucho, he was starting to move his product into the United States, and as a result, I said... Being a filmmaker, I was like, I really like your product. I like you. I like your story. Let's try to do a television show. Yeah. Uh, is that what they call them still? Television, television shows? Show. Series. Yeah. Television series. series. Television series. <laughs> I said, let's do a That's TV right. series about you building this company. Let's try to get some celebrities involved, which is what he wanted to do. And we did. So today we're going to talk about starting the seed of an idea, turning it into a company with the CEO of Casa Mexico Tequila. We're also going to talk about how tequila is really connected deeply into entertainment and you have to have entertainment involved with some products for them to succeed so we'll be right back with eric bucho all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to let's get into entertainment we're going to talk the business of entertainment Today that sounds good. Yeah. Um, oh, great. I want to welcome Tutti. Tutti, thanks for being here. Tutti, two thousand Tutti, two thousand Tutti, and Davy Dave on the ones and twos. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Thanks for being What's here, up, buddy. Fans? Appreciate you. There we go. Um, well, dude, I'm excited today because today is a day that we're going to marry entertainment and alcohol, and which, and by the way, is is a big business. And today we have Eric Bucho, CEO and creator. I want to call it creator because yeah. this is a, this was sure. definitely a creation, a creator of Casa Mexico Tequila. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Bucho. There we go. Thank you. Yes, Thank sir. you, everybody, for Salud. having me. Thank you for having me. Dude, uh, well, you know, we've been friends for a long, long, okay. long time. Um, and we're going to get into your origin story because this is fascinating, dude. I mean, you're talking about a very difficult business. If you're listening, alcohol Extremely. is probably one of the most difficult businesses in the world, right? That's exactly right. Alcohol and tobacco. And filmmaking. Cut yeah, yeah. And filmmaking. Absolutely right. Oh, knock it off with your rolling your eyes. <laughs> <Yeah. and> Roberts. <laughs> Just because this guy goes, let me put a call and make a movie yeah. in six months. Doesn't right. mean it doesn't. Yeah. Usually, he's like the rock with the tequila. Right. Thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's just, just flowing. It just, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. No, I pedo. No, this movie went really smooth and easy for you. Yeah, you, you. got to admit that. It was, uh, it was one of the, uh, one of the highlights of my career. Yeah. And I awesome. do have to thank, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get all off the topic here, but I do, you know, I got to thank my friends for it. Mario, you know, and I collaborated on yeah. this and, and, That's and awesome. he thought of it and, and somehow it just caught fire and it's just, it was a very lucky thing, you know, but you know, if I'm honest, I've been pitching Mario and we've been talking about projects for years and years and years and years. Yeah. We haven't made a film together since 2002. So you do the math. 2002, yep. it's 2020. Yeah, it all feels like, hey, you guys are always working together, doing stuff. But truth be told, this is the first movie we've done in uh, shoot. That's crazy. Okay, so that's that. it's great that we did it. It's a wonderful film. I hope people watch uh, Lifetime and check out Foolish Never Dead in Time December. Time is everything, man. Yeah. Right there. No Sorry. coincidence. No coincidence whatsoever. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for saying that. Um, the great thing about the, the collab that we all have is that, you know, now we're talking about Casa Mexico Tequila, which, by the way, does make a cameo in yeah. Philly's Navidad. It, do, right? it does in Made in Mexico. <laughs> and it does in Made in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, it's been yeah, around. Right. How did you guys use it? How did you use we, it? 
We used film. it. Uh, Davy Dave's character in the Cartel Guys. Uh, they were drinking it. They were sitting around. There was guns uh-huh. on the table. It was outside by the pool, and they were drinking. Guys, we used it a few times. That's awesome, in fact, yeah. you, we use your backyard right here, Roberts. I, I remember. And take it easy. And your uh, your what are those things called? Where you throw the bean bags? What's the game? Oh, oh yeah, the, uh, cornhole. Yeah. Cornhole. Wait, cornhole. cornholes in the movie? Well, no, your your cornhole bo- boards. Yes, the Cosmerico make make an appearance in the background. Nice. A shout out to. George Pisano, my brother-in-law, who actually, actually made you know, those. I could, I, I imagine him like sanding them and crying while oh, he's sanding awesome. them, <laughs> you know, and painting Casa Mexico on there, like just crying like a little a baby. Job, he did a great job, but uh, Casa Mexico does appear in both Tootie's movie and my movie, yeah. so that's exciting. Uh, but let's get to the origins of this business, dude, because you've gone through a lot to turn Casa Mexico into a brand. And, you know, you can, my friends, my friends, uh, the dads at school um, that go, you know, their kids go to school with my kids. They pick up Casa Mexico all the time yeah, at, um, at Ralph's. Uh, I, we just ordered Casa Mexico from Pink Dot. They should be delivering any moment now. And some sandwiches for Tootie. <laughs> that, that's Multiple. Saying, you know what? That's saying something, Several. Roberts, because you were part of Casa Mexico and you got to order it in. Yes. Are you drinking that <laughs> yes. much of your own product? Well, it's you like, are. It's, that's the he, truth. Don't yeah. lie. I was with you in uh, Carson. He's How actually one of the best we, customers we have. He, I'm the best. <laughs> he is the best customer. How many bottles did you go through in Carson? Eight. Eight bottles in four weeks. I like that. Like, That's two be, bottles a week. I do the numbers right, right? But I'll be honest <laughs> with you. When, when it comes to a small company, believe it or not, you know how many family members come to me and ask me for a weekend? Oh, yeah. Dude, me? Yeah, yeah so for sure. So if I have somebody like, yeah. uh, like Roberts come to me and say, don't worry about it. I got you by supporting. Yeah. That means 10 times more than when my family comes to me and asks me for a bottle. Yeah, Why does absolutely. everyone ask for free bottles? Because I don't know. I guess they figure I have them laying around, yeah, laying true. around, and like, here they are. You know, it's yeah. not the way it like is. You, so. Like you have a hose yeah, that's yeah, got yeah, Casa like, Mexico yeah. in it and you're filling <laughs> bottles for free? in the back of my yeah. house. You know, yeah. that's not the way it works. So I don't understand it. That tells you a lot about Roberts is and yeah, especially to Casa Mexico, he never asked for something. Yeah, if he, I, it's there, it's there. If it's not, it goes out. On occasion, yeah, that's important. On occasion, I have received uh, some nice bottles from Casa Mexico, and yeah, yeah you know, when, yeah, when, the, when there's some abundance, you know, but alcohol's up. A complicated business. It's not like there's no rules. It's not like you're making a t-shirt and you can just hand it to someone, right? You can't just grab a bottle of tequila and give it to people. You can't just be handing it out like if it's nothing. There's rules. Tell us about the rules before we get into the origin of your story. The rules of this industry, it's, I mean, it's, it's a tough industry for starters. Uh, you got all eyes are on you. You got the law that protects uh, the consumer, which basically you can't be out there having any type of, uh, influence purchasing so you can't give somebody a shirt to influence them buy a, to influence them to buy a, a, a bottle it's just mm-hmm. not the way it is so you actually have to go out there and prepare yourself in a way that happens organically where people actually do want to pick up your your product and then they get something in return which might be a shirt might be a, a hat so this industry is so protected and because of the big dogs of the world you could also get drunk and crash your car, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I get all that, right? So we we pay a big fee to make sure that we follow the rule, and the rule is never to influence somebody to buy your product based out of a shirt or a giveaway. So people actually really have to buy your bottle and then say, "I'm a fan. I love Casa Mexico." Yeah. And there you go, and then you incentivize them by giving them a shirt or an event where they can be invited to. But it's very cutthroat. You can't just give somebody a bottle or give them a bottle. And here's if something happens. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. here's the crazy yeah. thing. Like when we started, look, as a filmmaker, 
and we've talked about it on the podcast, I hate to be stopped. I will not be stopped as a filmmaker. You tell me I can't shoot there, I'm going to shoot around the corner. And then when you walk down the street, I'm going to shoot right where you said I couldn't shoot. But with tequila, it's different. Like, even if you tell me, hey, you know what? I'm throwing this event. Come uh, have your tequila and give out free tastings. Well, first of all, there has to be there has to be licenses. Yep. You have, you know, that there, that has to be licensed. You have to have the right to to share your product with people. It's alcohol is a very complicated business. I remember many times we were in Vegas. We were in Arizona. We were where, wherever we were at. There were rules to how you can promote your product. You just couldn't go out and open your trunk and start giving people your product and go like, hey, try my tequila. You can't do that, right? That's correct. And yeah. by the way, you mentioned it very well. Every state and every county is different. Yeah. yeah. So you have to follow that and you have to stay very close to your lawyer. Make sure that everything you're doing is by the book because mm-hmm. it's 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 one of those type of business you just can't mess with. Hey, yeah. and by the way, for all of my friends and our friends who are listening that want a free bottle of tequila, here's how it works. Yeah. They make We make it in... Arandas, Mexico, Guadalajara, Jalisco. It gets shipped to the United States. It goes through all these customs, all these this cost to get it to come to the United States. Right. Then it goes to, into a distributor's warehouse. And then to get free ones is nearly impossible because they're keeping track of what they bought because then once they buy it, they sell it to all the stores. So there's a line of people yeah. with their hands out to make a profit on that bottle. So that bottle costs whatever it costs in Mexico. Then someone buys it, distributor yeah. buys it, then that distributor sells it. So to get free bottles is very difficult because it's just not available because everyone's keeping an inventory. That's correct. And when 10 bottles disappear, or a case disappears, then all of a sudden who's Who's paying for that? Most definitely. And it ends up being you. <laughs> that, that's you should support exactly. your friend, dude. If your friend is, you know, it's a smaller company. Buy a so. botella, man. Buy, and you bought a few botellas. Oh, no, he's you? bought many, tons of botellas. Many botellas. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, has Lopez ever bought a bottle? I don't think he has. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, though, yeah, because he's okay, a star. I always I say this. bottles off of him. That <laughs> rat bat. Oh, man. Okay. So... Let's here's here's what's great about this podcast, Butcher, and I'm so glad you're here because we love to talk about the inception of ideas. You know, we love to talk about how businesses get started. What's the business of getting your product going, whether it's a film or whatever? What I love about tequila is that it really alcohol lends itself to the entertainment industry, you know. So when we met I'm just going to get you started here. I got a call from Johnny Porsche. I yeah. think it was Johnny Porsche. Johnny Porsche. Yeah. He said to me, hey, I want you to meet somebody. He's got a tequila company. And I was like, I'm not interested. I go, I can't meet him. I don't know anything about tequila. I don't do anything but movies and raise money for movies. Yeah, but I, it, as a favor, yeah. would you meet with this guy? So he set up a lunch at Casa I, Vega. Yeah. I go meet you. I still have the t- shirt you gave me. It says Bucho on it. Uh, we wow. sat down. You told me your story. And I just kept thinking like a filmmaker. I said, this is a s- filmic story. This is a television show. This is, if he can succeed, then this would be a great Correct. television show about a guy who invents a tequila who comes from selling red bull to people uh this is an amazing story by the way yeah, uh bucho true. started by selling red bull when everyone was saying red bull is going to kill you red bull is going to cause a heart attack red red bull is going to destroy you if you start to, you'll get addicted it was yeah, like it was like a drug that's when i was like oh I better Ooh, let me try that, that thing I, exactly right so then bucho <laughs> like jolt remember jolt back yeah. in the day yeah. same yeah. thing so the, so his Tons of products but. his career started with Red Bull. So tell us about how you started and how you convinced people to buy Red Bull in California. Well, I'll go a little bit uh, before that. So I, I grew up in a very food and beverage industry driven family. So my dad was a 
tortilla maker. Mm. Uh, he actually worked for a, one of the biggest tortilla he made companies. Tortillas? He made I did tortillas. not know that. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah. So he actually came to the States because there was a company that wanted to seek his services because he knew so much of the industry. So he came to Los Angeles and they said, hey, I want you to be a part of this tortilla company. And I, you basically be the CEO. So my dad said, all right, I'll be here for a few months. Well, I was born in Mexico, raised in the United States. You could imagine what happened, right? We mm -hmm. ended up staying here mm -hmm. and being a part of the food and beverage industry because of my father. So I saw him in the industry. And the reason why I say food and beverage, because everything evolves around tortilla or chips, anything you have to do with Mexican was always a part of the beer, was always a part of the Coca-Cola, the Pepsis of the world, because he knew everybody. It was, everybody was in the same sort of business. So I was five years old. I can remember going with my dad in his different routes, servicing different accounts, meeting the, the uh, pro, 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 produce manager for Ralph's, meeting the produce manager for Albertsons, for Alpha Beta back in the day. Yeah. So- And then eventually meeting all these people from Coca-Cola, from Modelo, from the biggest distributor in Southern California. And I just grew up in that industry, understanding uh, the, com the complexities behind being a part of what my dad was. But it always took me by surprise by seeing my dad thrive. He loved it. And I could see him getting along with everybody. He knew people from all over the place, you know, managers, uh, uh, mm -hmm. regional Uh, territory managers, CEOs, presidents, and they would always hug my dad and say, how are you? I see your route is growing. So it always, I love the feeling behind how my dad got to know these people and how they were almost like a family, but everybody was in their own basic, their own business. So when I turned 18, just imagine all those years of experience with my dad. Mm. Uh, my dad says, all right, you know, I don't really want you working for me. I think you know as much as you should know. So it's time for you to go out there and fend for yourself, buddy. Yeah. So I joined first. My first real job was with Pepsi, uh, Pepsi Torrance, California. And I, I basically went on my own. Dad, thank you very much. I'm on my own. Let me go look at this industry. Was he happy for you? He was happy. He was very happy because he didn't want me to be, he wanted me to take over his business eventually, but he knew I had to get out. And it was more like you get out, fend for yourself, show him what you're made of. And then eventually I'm always here for you. So I left to Pepsi Several years there, I learned a lot from a conglomerate like Pepsi. Mm -hmm. And eventually, it just started meeting the same CEOs, presidents. And I ended up one day at Red Bull North America. And, and it was when that small company was just starting. And it was exciting. It was new. People were telling me no, which I loved. I loved the challenge. People were like, no, no, no. This is crazy. This is not going to sell for $2.30. Mexicans yeah. or Latinos are not going to buy it. What are you talking about? That's the people who need energy. So long story short, that taught me a lot. It taught me how it was to start a company because it was the start of a company and I learned everything from my father. So learning all those tricks of the trade eventually led into my mind and said, you know what? I'm going to produce my own product, but it had to be tequila. And the reason why it had to be tequila because we were Mexican. Our house was a Mexican household and our house was Casa Mexico. It was simple as that. Mm -hmm. People would walk into the house. It was Casa Mexico. So it was too complex for me to think of a name. I was like, bienvenido a tu casa, Casa Mexico. That's where it was at. But everything led from Pepsi to Mission Tortillas, which my dad uh, was the oldest rep in the whole United States of Mexican tortillas uh, with uh, uh, Ruma Corporation, which was Mission in Guerrero, uh, to about three years ago when he retired. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. So imagine he was the oldest holding, owning route owner in the whole United States Amazing. as a tortillero. Long story short, all that I learned was, well, for your, well, Go out by yourself, learn the trade, teach them what you know, and start developing your own company eventually. Yeah. And I said one day, look, Dad, you know what makes us happy? Tequila. Tequila makes us happy. Even when funerals would come, 
yeah. what happened around our house, people would still drink tequila. Dude, mm-hmm. we're drinking tequila today, and we're and exactly. We're, and I we're just, just sort of my drink right now. Celebrating with the drink tequila is delicious. <laughs> mm. yeah. And that's how it really started. The inception of Casa Mexico in my mind was driven by our family, which all my uncles are part of the food and beverage industry. By the way, that's amazing. So it's been a part of our life since I was five years old. Wow. Since I can remember. I don't want to. I don't want to skip over the part where. Because you did, you did mention it, but you kind of you kind of skimmed through it. You were selling Red Bull, yeah, and Red Bull was a product that people thought no one was going to want. Correct, yeah. And when true. you were going to mom and pop stores, they were saying like, "Dude, no one's going to buy this, right? Get the, get the f out of here." Yeah, That's what they would tell right. me straight out. So yeah, you're going to kill yeah. people, and then I'll be liable. So then, but some places go, "Okay, fine, give me some cases, I'll put it down." And what ended up happening is that true. the gardeners. The, uh, the, you know, not, and, and not just gardeners. I'm talking about people that work out and, and do manual labor. All, oh, yeah, all right. cultures, right? Were, that need that energy in the morning that maybe don't like the taste of coffee, right? They were like, wait a minute, there's an alternate to coffee and it's called Red Bull and it tastes like a soda and it's got caffeine in it. And they started buying it. And then what happened? People started calling you and saying, correct, Hey, remember those cases you dropped off? You're absolutely right. I mean, I'll take it back. <laughs> I remember uh, one of the uh, hardest buyers I ever dealt with was completely adamant about bringing in a Red Bull because he figured, Hey, look, we have Lipovitan. I don't know if you remember Lipovitan, yeah. that little yeah. Latino the drink. little glass jar yeah a little glass jar it no we have Lipovitan you're crazy no one's gonna buy two dollars you know a ten or sixteen ounce yeah, yeah it was and I would say look it's not for you it's for the consumer your consumer people that need energy people that work for us people that are hard working labor the blue uh, blue collar workers and we're like nah you're crazy get the hell out of here I mean I'm just being soft with the words he was an asshole yeah long story short a year later regional manager was calling me and saying Eric go visit this guy is this, around, to meet you. Is this around the same time when vodka Red Bulls took off? Or well, was that? Well, yeah, that's that, after, right? That was that after. Has, yeah. But, but that kind of like, yeah. That, that led the way. Yeah, because uh, you're drinking those in the club. By the way, getting, have you had vodka and, and Red Bull? What? You're that up all night, dude. Yeah. You stay up all night. Yeah. But you, the next day you were torn. The next day you oh, felt like, yeah, yeah, you're, you don't, you don't know what to do. Sugar content. It was just killed you. Yeah. killed you. But back in the day we were young, right? Yeah. You could do it back then. I couldn't do it now. I would die. Exactly. But that's how it started. And they started calling me back, giving me incentives, and then sending me to Puerto Vallarta because I was like the rep. And then all of a sudden I was young, living at home, making very good money with a very solid company that was up and coming that would listen out to its employees, which to me taught me so much because they would actually listen out to you and say, what do Mexicans want? You're Mexican, so tell me what they want. Right. Instead of him saying, hey, this is what you need to follow. So that's one thing I learned from the company, uh, from Red Bull as a company, uh, how to really adapt to a certain demographic. Right. That was very important. Right. But I never forget the fact that they would call me back and say, you're absolutely right. I was looking at this product like if I liked it. Yeah. But I would never imagine that the Latino, that blue collar worker that was actually spending 2 to $8 on buying four packs. Uh, was going to come back and say, "Do you have something bigger than four? And that's when they started <laughs> a little box. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Red yeah. Bull just went. Yeah. Hey, well, talk know? about uh, talk about being the head of an industry, dude. Talk, let's let's just say this is Red Bull was the beginning, and you would think that there's no room for others, and now there's a multitude. <laughs> Yeah. of energy drinks we're drinking one right now celsius yeah, celsius um that and there's room for all of all of them right in the market that's true, which is yeah. pretty amazing so let's move on 
Let's fast yep. forward a little bit. That's amazing, by the way. That's a remarkable story. Yeah, great story. Um, you you saved some money. You put some money away, and then you had a dream of yep. starting your own tequila company. Which, by the way, you're crazy, dude. You're out of your mind for having like this crazy dream to oh, yeah. to take over the world with a tequila company because it's not easy, right? So tell us what happened when you stopped selling Red Bull and Pepsi and decided I'm going to go make a tequila because that. This story takes seven years. Yeah, well, it takes seven years to develop, but it started in my mind really in 1999, right? Y2K, mm. where I kind of decided like with my dad, you know what, dad? Some money saved in the bank. Uh, I know you know a lot of people in, in Mexico and the highlands of Jalisco, and you're well-connected, and I want to develop my own tequila company. You know, I was like, really? Okay, great. Uh, by the way, I've always seen my dad pour out different types of tequilas, and he was always passionate about it and just make people feel great. So I was like, I want to do that with our own company. How's this? How's Casa Mexico sounds to you? Great, son. Let's go. So we headed, We went to Tequila Jalisco first. I wasn't feeling the vibe. Uh, it was kind of fake in a lot of ways because there was a lot of big companies who were kind of doing their thing, their little tours. It was there. the Knott's Berry Farm yeah, of Tequila. That's exactly right. So I figured I want to go to Disneyland of Tequila. <laughs> we can go build Disneyland in Aranas. Yeah. And I went to the Highlands of Jalisco and my dad took me with some people that he knew and he says, look, I think nobody's going to take care of us better than these guys. Because they're not going to mess with your, you know, thousand yeah. dollars here. Let's go this route. And we went that route. And my dad basically led me the way with all these people that he met in the past. And I felt very comfortable with the distillery that I actually went to the first time. And the guy was really hearing my dream. It's kind of like, eh, this kid's young. I believe him. He's putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah. Let, me, let me do this, right? So I ended up staying in the Highlands of Jalisco. And that's where I started developing my product. And the first, I would say the first real true uh, 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 bottle was made in the Highlands of Jalisco. Right. Is that so, the place we went to in yeah, March? Oh, it. yeah. That's great it. place. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about... Yeah, I'm talking years, man. Yeah, you're talking about years of work. And, and we'll get into how, how uh, tequila is created. But the Highlands of Jalisco, which is different than tequila, you're talking about, um, you're talking about a place that has volcanic rock uh, embedded red in its soil. land, red soil, kind of like going to a, um, a Sedona. Very, you true. know, it's very, very red, right? So, when you put your tequila, uh, your agave, in the in in the in the earth there, and it grows, and then you turn it into tequila, um, a drink. When you try Casa Mexico tequila, you can taste the earth. You can taste the history in that in that drink. And I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, if I share it with someone, I'll say, close your eyes and I want you to imagine the dirt that this that this is grown in, the volcanic rock that is grown in. And you can taste it when you think about it. It's kind of like a wine. But um the creation of a tequila is not easy, right? I mean, I you know. you think that every tequila that goes in every bottle and every different uh, brand is the same. And the reality is that each one of them has its special uh, ingredients that you created That's personally. Right. So how did you create Casa Mexico? Like, what were you looking for? What were, what tastes were you ex exploring? I got to say that coming from a real true tequilero like you, for you to say that, it means a lot because oh, it's true. It, it comes down to uh, uh, your process. You yeah. can't cut any corners. No. One thing I did not want to develop was a cheap, everyday type of tequila. No way. It was Cuervo. all about. Cuervo. 
Uh, well, that's a little exactly. gold player. Little gold. But man. even then, you know, those guys I have mad respect for because they yeah, put the key out of the map. So, so to yeah. me, yeah. regardless, it's just, it wasn't my thing. And I bro, see. and bro, people buy that stuff. Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> <And just> be, <laughs> I buy it. You know, yeah. let's be honest. Back in the day. But now, now, dude, not, I'm not yeah, going anywhere yeah. near that. But mad respect for those, for those companies, yes, you know, because they can develop whatever they want. But the way I They trailblazed. They trailblazed. Yeah. The way I started was basically, look, I want to create something that people are not going to make a face with. How do I do that? And it really starts with the plan. Uh, I really saw that Tequila Jalisco was a little bit more dry, more dark. In Arandas or the Highlands of Jalisco caught my attention because, first of all, there was very few tequilas coming out from Arandas and the Highlands of Jalisco. And I just love the feeling of being 6,000 feet elevation and just the plant seems so much more resilient. And mm-hmm. I said, this is where I want to sort of spend the rest of my tequila life. And you mean resilient place. because the weather. Oh, yeah, you're talking about like there's definitely. snow. There's, there's There has heat, been snow. There's heat. Heat. There's, there's been big old, uh, um, what do you call it? Hailstorms. Uh, Hailstorms. Uh, yeah. That have. Uh, it's pretty magical. Yeah. I remember we were driving at night. That's the word, yeah. You could see the agave plants looked blue at one point, yeah. which were trippy. Yeah. I, I was tri- Well, I was pedo too. But I remember looking out the window going, <laughs> what, what the fuck? To- the plants that was are you, blue. That was the tequila talking, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that was. No, no, but he's actually right about it. It, it. it looks amazing. So I saw that difference. And when I started developing the product, it really came down to the type of chemist that I had with him. Because I was learning a lot of this process, right? But okay, you just threw everyone off who's listening. Chemist. What are you talking yeah, about? A chemist? Yeah, like, what are you I, saying? I, I consider myself a techieologist. Yeah. You know, it has so its, tequila it's, it's requ- a mix. Requ- tequila oh, yeah. requires. So just, just, just to make it clear, need. just to make this clear before you get into this, just to make it clear, there is a chemist involved in creating the tequila and they use various types of flavors can you name some of the flavors that go into i mean there's there's different type for example vanilla a lot of people, lot of people find vanilla peach yeah uh, they feel some caramel in there yeah it just depends on your palate that's the thing and it's, is it real so is it real actual flavors or are they flavorings no it's real actual real flavors, flavors. It come okay. from either the barrel if it's a reposado or añejo yeah or a true silver or a true uh, uh blanco uh-huh or cristalino will always feel the punch of the tequila yeah you're gonna feel some notes of other uh uh flavors but it's going to be your palate that dictates that right. not so much the product so if you're used to having wines and stuff your palate's going to tell you like oh i feel a little bit of vanilla i feel a little bit of peach uh that really has nothing to do with the or soil. what you're imagining right because that's i cool. think i think when we met you said try a try a mango that's with the true, tequila yeah. and i would try i would put a mango on my tongue and then i'd sip the tequila and be like oh wow i could really taste the vanilla or i could really that's taste correct you know whatever it is so the chemist starts to create when does the chemistry come in so does it come in before the distillation process or before the way i'm sorry I, did i say that both twice does it before. come before or after well this is the way i've done it uh, i keep a chemist around which uh is a certified chemist who uh, has been part of the industry for a long time uh, because you need to make sure you neutralize all the particular particles that go into producing tequila so that chemist from the beginning to the end is there with me producing that batch or that truckload or that particular pipe of tequila. Reason being, there's a lot of different uh, synergies that go with you fermenting, distilling. That chemist needs to be there with you. By the way, I'm pretty much a chemist myself, but mm-hmm. I'm just not certified. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I learned, having somebody there will always make sure that that product comes out the same way. That sample you had yeah. is the same way it's going to come out in that whole truckload. It's very important. Some of these companies cut corners they bring a chemist in just for the shot and then they're out. That's mm-hmm. it. I keep one around. 
uh, to the end because it's so important to have constant. You need to have that wave of, uh, of the word. Uh, that, consistency. That consistency. Yeah. That's exactly right. And that's a problem with the industry. And you need to keep that same chemist basically for the, for the most all around through all your five, six, 10, 15 truckloads right. just to make sure you're giving the same palette to everybody. All right. And that's very important. So for me, from the beginning to the end, the chemist is there making sure that we're doing the right thing. All mm-hmm. right. So Maddie at Jam Street Media, our guy, uh, and Amanda Rosenberg, if they want to start a tequila it, and it, they just woke up this morning and thought, I want to start a tequila and they meet a chemist that afternoon, how long before they come up with the ingredients necessary for them to be like, okay, this is now Jam Street Media tequila. How long from the idea to the chemist to like the bottle that is now the secret sauce? Fairly quick. I, I would say 48 hours. Really? So wow. they can get, but, they can but, get but together in two days. This is, this is where it gets tricky. Mm-hmm. You can come up with great ingredients, but guess what? Mm. If you don't have the amount of plants to produce truckloads and truckloads oh, of truckloads there of consistency, you go. I can't grow what? them back here in my nah, backyard. <laughs> you're just going to have a batch. You're going to have a batch. Yeah. You're going to have 10 amazing cases. Right. And that's it. That's the problem. People think it's, it, look, it's not impossible. I'm here. It's not impossible. Right. But at the same time, it's very tricky because you have to have years and years and years and years of back out the back you up with a plant and the type of production that you have prepared to make that silver, the reposado and the añejo. Right. So to have a lot of companies just have a silver. They don't even mess with the reposado and añejo. Why? Because yeah. it takes for you to, you have to age them six years to six months to a year. Right. So some of these companies are like, no way. I don't have enough time to waste for that. So mm-hmm. you can do an amazing 10 cases of a product. That doesn't mean you're going to have, truckloads of it right that's a difference yeah. i can produce an amazing product for you mark roberts tequila tomorrow if you want but consistency not so much but i gotta i gotta make sure i have the plants i gotta make sure i have the distillery i've got to make sure i have the bottle the design of the bottle that's the exactly design right. of the name so let's get into this so yeah. you created your brand you had your flavors for the reposado for the uh silver for the añejo and for the extra añejo that's four right Correct. four different flavors it's almost like having four different wines that's true um and then you had to get the name and from my understanding is that casa mexico is not an easy name so i could have called i could call uh tequila robert's tequila and it's probably a lot easier than clearing Most casa mexico tequila tell us about how you cleared the name and who needed to approve that yeah well that if you want to start a tequila company, first thing is, first thing first, the name. You need to get it trademarked, right? And the organization actually works hand in hand with the CRT, which is a law of tequila. So the first thing's first. Trademarking the tequila was simple to me, as I mentioned to you. Casa Mexico, our house was Mexican. We were Mexican. Come into your house, Casa Mexico tequila. Simple as that. But where it gets very tricky is when you start developing a bottle along with that. And the name has a lot to do with how you're going to actually promote your product. But for you to produce... Your own, your own brand is fairly simple. It goes to the trademark. Trademark has to approve it. Uh, and then if you're going to actually uh, commerce here in the United States, you have to trademark here in the United States. That can take a year or so to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's timely. But you can still start it. Uh, there's an opposition. There's an opposition. You're going to have to work it through. But something like uh, Mark Roberts Tequila, I'm sure it's not taken. But All day like long. Casa Mexico. All day long. <laughs> <laughs> something like Casa Mexico is Pretty crazy. Because it's it needs to get approved. Years. It's got to be approved by the government, yeah. right? It has to be approved by the EMP government and, and the trademark organization. unbelievable. And people ask me all the time, like, how the hell did I think of that? Right? Because it's like, it's a Mexican product. Tequila. Yeah. Casamigo's perfect. It's like, 
Come to my house, drink exactly. my tequila. So, but it wasn't taken before. No, no, but it's been wow. they've been trademarked in the nineties. Everybody always yeah. tells me how many tequilas have the name Mexico in them. Very few that I know of. Five, you know, uh, uh, that are not American known, if you will. They're all Mexican known. Yeah, we're the only one that I personally know of that have Mexico in the name in the United States and Europe. Cool. So then let's fast forward to when you and I met. You're seven years into it when we met. Is that true? That's about right. Okay. Yeah. I so mean, I, I, a little bit more in my mind, but yeah, yeah working hard. Wait, you were seven years into it when you met Roberts? Yeah, I was, well, it was 1999 when I started, but right. And it was seven years when I started developing the product. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. So seven he said, so I sit down with this dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so <laughs> All right. No joke. Porsche's there. Um, a few other people. I can't remember who else was there, but so we sit down. He tells me his whole story. And I, in my mind, I'm just thinking there's no way in hell I can help him because I've never done anything but entertainment. Never. Not. People always go to Roberts for shit. You know what I mean? He's like the He's dog. He's I raise, like, you know, he says no all the time to me, especially. <laughs> but, By the way, he did say, he did say, look, I don't, prom- I can't promise you anything. Yeah, you know, I just, he, I was honest. He always was very honest. That, I think, that's I, him. Yeah, I think, sure. I think as a businessman, you have to be honest. What you're capable of oh, yeah. doing is what you're capable of doing. So I just said to myself, "This is an amazing story. You need someone besides me. You don't need me. Correct. You need some." In fact, yeah, I may yeah. have said those I, exact no, no, words. I, I, I remember. I said, "You need someone sure. else because this is amazing, and all I will do is like go." And I think I responded your time. was, uh, whatever you can do for me, man. Right. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. I remember something like that happening because yeah. we did kind of, all right, this is cool. This guy's being honest. So it's me. funny because yeah. the only thing I did say, which is what I say all the time, I was like, I could have Mario Lopez try it. <laughs> yeah. uh, here we go. <laughs> which is true. So, so which is I took some bottles and, um, and I thought about it a while and I thought, how am I going to tell Mario about it so that it sounds of interest, right? So then I go to the office and I'm like, hey, so this dude with this tequila is kind of cool. I was thinking maybe it could be a show. And he's like, yeah, maybe. You know, He's like not paying attention. And then I'm like, let's try it. So then I pour him a shot. I pour myself a shot. We drink it. And he says, do you think he would come to my wedding and serve tequila? And I said, I think he absolutely would do that. And he's all, for free? For free? So then then I I said, I don't know. Let me ask. So I came back to you and I said, hey, would you be open to going to Puerto Vallarta and serving at the pre-party for Mara's wedding and then at the party. And you said, yeah, I'll be there with girls and with bartenders and Perfect. we'll do the whole Perfect. thing. Perfect. So I went back to him. I said, yeah, we'll do it. And I said, let's consider, you know, doing the TV show. So he said, yeah, yeah, no problem. So we'll, we'll, let's think about it. So then you show up in Mexico with your crew and at the white party, which yeah. Tootie was at, David, David, we didn't know you yet. Yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> we're rubbing it in his face. Take it is. Take it is. All right. But that's um, how it rolls, Davey, Davey. So, so we're at the white party, that, that party before the wedding. And, dude, people had the most amazing, amazing time. Amazing. They only served tequila, by the way, at that party. Yeah, that's yeah. true. At the white party, there well, was remember, only uh, tequila. I think it was, uh, I forgot his, uh, uh, his wedding planner, but crickets, man. That bar. Oh yeah, they had a little bar in the corner. Nothing, all tequila. Yeah, it was just all all tequila, and we all had amazing time. Smoked cigars. I remember, you know, we were looking at each other, going like, "Hey, this is pretty cool." So then the wedding hits, 
And at the wedding, oh man, we yeah, went through 122 bottles Damn. of Casa Mexico that day. I mean, it was pouring. It was just flowing. Everywhere. Everyone had, like, forget. Evelyn Goria had her bottle. She was running around, right, with yep. her bottle. And um, and we were all drinking. And and I remember, uh, Tootie, I think you're in the picture. We were smoking a cigar, drinking tequila. And, and Mara turns to me and goes, like, I think we should get in business with this guy. Yeah. I mean, these guys are loving yeah. the tequila. Yeah. Hey, mind you. 80% of them were Mexican. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, that was the buzz. How good, it, how good it was. Like, yeah. cause you're like, okay, free tequila. What did Mario get? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, true. But true, then true. people were like, holy shit, this is really good. Yeah. yeah people so, were coming yeah. to me and asking me, like saying, Oh bro, you're right. Yeah. Legit. Don't know hangover. So bro. he turns to me and Chat. says, let's, let's talk about doing this. So this is where it gets interesting. So we get back to Los Angeles. We meet up about doing a show called tequila King. Yep. That show is about the origins of the tequila, about launching it in the United States, and about Mario Lopez coming on as a partner Correct. for the tequila. So that was that how we were going to sell it. Mario's coming mm. on, we're going to raise money, and this is going to become a big brand. So we do a TV show, and if, we can't sell it. Correct. I'm, you're talking about a year. We can't sell it. So then we're like, well... We like the product too much at this point. We like Bucho too much. We like what's going on with this. Yep. Let's keep trying to sell it, but let's get into business on the business side of the tequila. I don't want to elongate this point, but at some point, Mario went to Oscar De La Hoya Correct. and said, hey, bud, let's get in business with Bucho. You guys met, hit it off. Um, Was there a launch? Yeah. Oscar, Oscar came lunch. to the launch yeah, of, of, uh, of Casameco in Los Angeles uh, November, or in the United November States. November 6, 2015. Yeah. For, yeah uh, at Beso, well. which was Eva Longoria's place. And then they were doing a show about that, yep. which was on um, Bravo or something. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but we had a great time. Oscar got involved. Mario was involved. I was there. You were there. We're all fired up about this thing and then the business of it all hit us in the face right Correct. because you're like well wait whoa like it's great that mexicans are getting involved with this product and that we're going to try to sell it you know but the truth is is that distributors have to be right buyers have to be right we have to have money to market so all that came into the business side of what we were doing so there's entertainment going on there's entertainment personalities That's in correct, the picture man. and there's the tequila but just because you're a celebrity or because you're as powerful as um, Oscar or Mario doesn't mean Correct. that it's all going to just work for you, right? So it still was a ton of work in Vegas and with distributors, and you still had to do a ton of, uh, you know, marrying all of these businesses. But what was true and still true today is that we wanted Mexican Americans of Mexican descent to sell this product to the public. That's we did not want to be The Rock, who's not Mexican. Right. Um, George, George Clooney, Clooney, who's not Mexican. Selling, I mean, look, they can sure. sell the product, and we appreciate right. that they're selling it, and the product's selling, and they're doing great. But if you're going to buy a product that's from Mexico, that has origins, then wouldn't you want to buy it from someone that's blood oh, yeah. You know, right. is Mexican? I think that was the theory, right? Is that you're Mexican, Mario's Mexican, uh, Oscar De La Hoya's Mexican, I'm Mexican. Let's sell you're this. Mexican? Um, <laughs> yes, my real name is Hildemontes when Take it's it convenient. Easy. Take it easy, Marco Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the important part of what we were trying to It's a very important produce, aspect to our you business, know? man. It's, it's very important. I think to me, it's been uh, nothing but a dream to have real true Mexicans behind it, showing other races and other just people just enjoy a real true product, right? Yeah. Not because we want them just for Mexicans, but 
we want them to know that uh, it, this comes from the land. You know, the people that work there for us are family. They're not just workers. You know, there are people that have been there with me for a long time that work for other tequileras. Uh, and to us, it's more important to sell quality over quantity. Yeah. But it's more important for them to feel when they buy a Casa Mexico bottle, they're going to feel, as you said, earth. Yeah. Highlands. The volcanico. Hey, I'm s- history. You're you know? selling it to people yeah, from an authentic point of view, really right? Important to me. You're touching something that we touched when we went and did the commercial in March. I'm sorry, in February. Was it March or March, February? March. Okay, we're touching something that we went when we went to shoot and the commercial in March. Yeah, yeah, you felt it. You felt connected to the to the land, the land, to the to the to Jalisco. You know, you felt connected to the product, and I think that when we, Oscar, Mario, yourself, when you guys put it out there. Um, that's what people are getting. They're getting, they're getting something that truly represents who they are, where they came from, and the history of tequila, which goes back, you know. And I'll piggyback on the story because uh, to me, it was a, uh, you know, it, it has been a dream. It has been a very important aspect to the business to have the right people and have Mario and Oscar, people that I look up to, as a kid, and I would always say, like, damn, look at Oscar, all the stuff he's accomplished, and look at Mario, you know, representing Mexico, the Lopez last name. Yeah. Uh, it, it it's like I always looked at that as being like a dream come true. Like having those type of people with me saying, "Hey, Bucho, I got your back. You know, we're gonna get this. You know, it's yeah. has been special to me and has been very important to my family because yeah. I've always looked up to them. So yeah. to have them on board with Casa Mexico for for quite some time is very special. Yeah, it's been it's been cool. And um, look, if you're listening, it's not always a easy road you know never um i can i can say one thing about buccio i didn't know seven years into it and then he meets you and then another seven what is it like seven years now so 14 years and he still has the enthusiasm yeah as if it's day one it's called passion incredible yeah because even as like a passionate filmmaker 14 years dude that's a long time and you're still you know he's on the it's on the cusp it's right there because i believe You gotta, gotta believe, please. Yeah, uh, but it's—I mean—you got a great product, bro, and Thank those you. guys really believe in it. I've, I've been in conversations and around them, hearing conversations when you guys aren't there, and they really—they love it. They're, they do. They're—they're they're into it. They're, and they that's the thing—they have to love it know? for for what it is, and they truly love the. But product. your enthusiasm yeah. that comes with it too is like, Thanks. you know, it, it 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 says a lot. So let's you know, let's that. yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the not so fun part. Yeah, you know, definitely. we, um, after we all got together, you know, Oscar had connections in Vegas, Mario had connections with restaurants and people like that. And we had a great distributor on board, but just because you're powerful, doesn't mean that people are going to buy the product. Right. So yeah. we raised a little bit of money. You did what you had to do to put it together. Um, Oscar went to Vegas and talked to all his people and we, there was great meetings set up to get this product rolling. Um, but even after all that, there was roadblocks. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. There was difficulties. And as a result of all that, we ended up with not enough product and we ended up with a uh, cash deficiency. Oh yeah. Right. Because to, to sell tequila, you're going to need cash. So we're all pumped, but it's not working out the way, the That's way we right. expected. Yeah. Right. Um, I think what's really telling about this is that then we all sat together and said, hey, it's time to bring in a bigger fish financially, someone that understands larger pictures 
for instance, getting, you know, getting money so that you can grow and potentially go public or grow. And when a big distributor comes in and a big buyer comes in, I can order five or 10 truck loads so that I'm ready. Because look, if you have a product, if you, if you have a drink that you want to sell and you go to Costco, they're not going to buy it from you. If all you have is one truck load and 10 cases. Why? Because they have their clients that go shop at Costco that if they buy your product and they like it, they need to know they can get more. Otherwise, why would they sign you up? So to sign up with Costco and Ralph's and all these places, you have to have an abundance of product so that when they ask you for more, it's no problem. That's great. And you got to have money. I don't know if you knew this, Roberts, but uh, my cousin uh, works out in Vegas and he works for a different, uh, he worked for Red Bull for a long time. He was like a regional and he calls me up one day, this is years ago, and he says, hey, uh, Casa Mexico, that's your buddy Lopez, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, how much money do they have? And I go, well, it really, I don't think they really have a lot of money. This is before investments. I go, but he got Mario and he's going to post and, you know, I think they're getting an Oscar. And he said, yeah. what well, he did. He goes, look, I'm going to help my, my buddy's a, dis- a distributor at Southern Wine and Spirits. Okay. He goes, he's my friend and I owe him a favor. He owed me a favor. I owe him a favor. So I'm going to take it on. He goes, but... They really need a lot of money, bro, especially here in Vegas because we need oh, to yeah. get the product out, and, and you don't understand it. I go, well, he'll Instagram, he'll tweet. He'll, I don't even think Instagram was it. I think he'll tweet yeah, and this and that. Face, I mean, yeah, but you face. do need oh, yeah. money, and you need a lot of it, and, and especially even if your product is this good and you have people behind it like Oscar and Mario, you still need capital. Oh, most definitely. This industry, if you don't have capital on the right investment, you're just another great brand. Yeah, it's just like an amazing entertainer, right? If he doesn't have a great management, somebody could take him up to the main people. He's just a great performer, entertainer, or singer, songwriter, whatever the case may be. But for us, money has always been the biggest issue because we're a small company. Yeah, and for you to go against these huge conglomerates uh, like Patron and Don Julio, they, they got money to burn. Yeah, you know, they, they, they that's that's not an issue. As a small company getting into Vegas, you could imagine how much money it takes to get into these big hotels, right? Yeah. You got amazing guys making calls. Yeah. But, all right, I can get you a certain amount of cases, but in order for me to get those cases in there, I need a certain amount of promotional money. How do I get that promotional money? Because we only have money to make cases. So it becomes very complex. But, uh, you know, Mark Roberts, Mark is completely, I mean, he's exactly right. You know, that's always been our, like, our, uh, our, our issue that in order for us to fight these big conglomerates, we need to have X amount of money. By the way, your I'm product's better. way better than those big conglomerates. Yeah, thank you. I yeah. like it better than Patron yeah, sure. and yeah. Casa trash. Uh, Amigos. I'll be honest with you. Like, if we weren't that good, dude, we wouldn't have a shot at all. No, yeah, no, no pun intended. It's, it's it, the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. Those <laughs> hey, guys, they were just no shot. Like a little. No shot? No Wait a minute. Shot. No shot. Take it easy. Hey, no what, so... So what happens is you run into a product oh, yeah. amount issue. You run into a financial deficit because you need money to market so that people understand what's going on. Because look, Mario was on Ellen. Mario oh, was yeah, on Extra. Mario was things. on Access. He did amazing things we just to did promote. A thing yesterday, Tequila Day was was that last? Yeah, oh yeah, it was Friday. great. I brought in tequila. I was great making, promotion. I, did, I got the shots together. I made the market. By the way, they cost did, thousands and thousands of dollars, and that's been amazing. For hundreds of hundreds yeah, of thousands, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, that amazing wasn't enough. Company. Why? Because you can't find the product. If you hear about it and you can't find it, then yeah. there's a, there's there's a big gap there's right disconnect. You know, so no so enter mickey gooch mickey gooch right mickey gooch is tremendous businessman who's been on wall street built companies sold companies uh houses other companies done an amazing amount of work so somehow we meet him i think through a friend 
Gavin. Correct. Yeah, yeah. We meet Mickey Gooch through Gavin Navarro. Um, and you guys have a conversation. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I, I don't uh, want to get into yeah, all of the people complex, that we but... met with about the finances, but we meet with Mickey Gooch and Mickey Gooch was one of those guys that you can see him in the meeting trying to figure out like, how does this make sense? Yeah. How does this make sense? But you know what? He's one of those businessmen. That's a big instinct player. He had an instinct about it and he jumped in and you're talking about millions of dollars invested in this company now right. and you needed it. We all needed the infusion of excitement that someone was going to back what we were doing, what Mario's doing, what Oscar's doing. And now you're in a position where the company is actually growing. It's in Ralph's, it's in Food for Less, it's in Northgate, it's in uh, Vallartas. I mean, it's, I just ordered from Pink Dot. They're going to be here any minute. But because nice. of these stupid sandwiches, they're taking a lot longer to get Sandwich here. I'm hungry, dude. I'm intermittent, <laughs> I'm intermittent fasting. <laughs> what, do you mean? what does that mean? That you're intermittently eating all day? He's having three sandwiches instead of four. Dude, come on. Come on. I got the Italian sub. Hey, uh, the Italian. I got the Italian <laughs> sub hey, coming hey. over here. Um, but anyway, story, so Roberts. yeah, so so Mickey comes <laughs> in, and now tell us where you're at right now. I look, there's still a ton of excitement on our part. Mario and Oscar absolutely love the product. They can't they can't help but promote it all of the time. It's always at their parties. It's it's an exciting thing to be doing, dude. We're drinking it right now. I've never yeah, seen yeah. someone drink so much tequila than Oscar that the when oh we went God, down there yeah, in those forty eight. No, I drank more than him. No, 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 dude. He for <laughs> sure. No, he, he and he like from the time he woke up to the time he passed out to the time he woke up again. Yeah, right. He went straight to it. Although you were pretty impressive, Robert. Right, that one morning. We were having micheladas because we were shaking like crackheads. <laughs> um, not because the tequila is good, but we were drinking everything. Because you drink the tequila and you feel good. And then you go, oh, let me try yeah, that. Let yeah, me try yeah, that. Yeah, And exactly. next thing you know, you're drinking yeah. everything. Roberts filled up a glass of silver. I don't know if you remember this. I remember this. On yeah, that yeah, Sunday. Water. Yeah, at the edge of the table. And he took, he stood up in front of everybody and he and he drank the whole thing. thing. And then he went like this. Ooh, that was good. And he put it down. We're like, oh, shit, it's 1030. Yeah, I got sick pretty that. soon after that. That was a tough, yeah. that was a tough plane ride. But, uh, but it is delicious. Uh, Mickey Gooch has stepped in. He's, he's doing, uh, what he has to do to, to move this thing forward. Uh, you have Gina Guccione. Gina Guccione over there as president now of, uh, of Casa Mexico doing incredible, taking Amazing incredible things, yeah. strides. And, uh, I think, we finally have Casa Mexico Tequila on track yes. for large Exciting success, times. right? Yes, I'm excited. Nice. The whole team's excited. I think uh, this is uh, what I've always been sort of envisioning for a long time. Uh, and obviously, Mickey uh, has been tremendous to our growth. Yeah, You know what it is, guys. At the end of the day, let's be honest. Uh, you're nothing without money. Money yeah. is what makes you. You need it. You can have an amazing product once again. If you don't have the money to showcase it to the world, yeah. you're just an excellent product. That's it. You have an amazing script. You don't have financing. You just have an hey, amazing you script. Need vi- honest, you need vision. Thing. But that vision comes with him realizing, all right, you know what? Uh, this is something worth getting into. And I think it's going to have the punch that I'm looking for. Hasn't been easy. Yeah. Because nothing's ever easy. But uh, I think this time of this moment in Casa Mexico's life is pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Gina, our new president. You know, she's amazing, man. She's got, she's uh she's just a firecracker. She's ready to roll. And you know, what I like too, Bucho. When we went to Arandas. I like that the Mexicans down there were as excited about this company, very and true this brand as as you know, like Roberts and I, who are Mexican Americans over here. Like we right. like the tequila, but they were equally as excited, if not more excited. And they you know, live down there. But you know why? Because we take care of them, man. Yeah, I'm Mexican. Yeah. 
I take care of my people. Yeah, yeah. I don't give them a oh, shirt and a bottle for freaking Christmas. Yeah, no, I know See that, but they like they the really, product. They really truly love us. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they they believe in our story. Oh, yeah. Telling, you know, they believe the you're product, you're you know? good. You're you're you know you're a great partner, but they like the product. They're very dude. true. You they, know what they, I mean? They know so we're, we're not, they know we're not selling BS. Yeah, product. we're selling something that's good that yeah, people yeah. are gonna say. Oh wow, if, what's the name? Yeah, you know, if you're listening, you have to try it. I mean, yeah. you can pick it up. Yeah. You can call Pink Dot. Pink Dot would have been here in, a, in 45 that. minutes had it not been for to the order three sandwiches. Well, look, I just got <laughs> extra, extra provolone. They got the imported yeah. prosciutto. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude, it's um, it's it's inspiring. It's exciting. You know, you've had to adjust and 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 make your uh, big time. You know, make your uh, sacrifices uh, for your company. Uh, it's not always easy. You don't always end up with all of the piece of the pot. That's you know, correct. you have to share those pieces, but, but I think you've done the right thing. And you're talking about an industry that if this takes off the way we expect it to take off, you could be a millionaire, uh, many, many times over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And it doesn't matter what you own, what you own or don't own, but, uh, but yeah, you have to tip your hat to, to Mickey. Most definitely. Uh, not only did he help with Casa Mexico, he also funded the script for Feliz Navidad, That's which awesome. is pretty amazing. You're welcome, Robert. For, thank you. From Buccio right now. <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> you. For Eric Buccio, you wouldn't be having Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we, it went the other way around. I, I, we we found Gavin, then brought him to Bucho, yeah. then it came back, right? So it's it's all it's so all it's, it's all a mix. No, no, we're all in it together. No, right. But I think uh, a lot of people have been very important to yeah. the growth of Casa Mexico yeah. and, and everything internally. Like I've made many connections to people around us that have benefited themselves. But we're a team. Doesn't Oops. matter, you know. At the end of the day, you have an idea. You got a gentleman who's always a visionary for stuff. Yeah. Why not pitch it to him and why not pick it up? So it has nothing to do with him connecting me with them. At the end of the day, we're a family. Yeah. We need to take care of each other. Yeah. And hopefully one day I'm able to promote yeah. stuff because I love what you guys do. And yeah. I'm yeah. Be like, hey, I'll throw some in there. Yeah, know? that'd be fun. I love that. You but know? you're a so, good dude, Buccio. People yeah. want to help you. And you know, and that's that. like that's that's a lot of like filmmaking too. You it's a gift. It's yeah, you have to be you have to be genuine, you have to be honest, and you have to be willing to like put yourself out there and people will help you. Because Definitely. they because they see your passion behind it, so they're like, Appreciate yeah, this that, guy's this it's, guy's it's pa- it's passion, and and um, I want to go, uh, I want to talk about the the commercial, the big commercial that we big shot um, yeah, yeah. in March that's coming. Um, Did you use uh, extreme music on that? I didn't, but before we get to extreme music, what I will say is that I've never I've been in this business for almost thirty years. I have never been on the set where there was a bartender oh, yeah. serving <laughs> drinks <laughs> the entire Dude, that time. That was the best, the IV best photo sh- shoot I've ever been on, it's hands pretty amazing, down. Yeah, pretty amazing. Two, yeah. two days of just, I mean, you know what they'd ask you: Modelo, Pacifico, or Tequila. Yeah, you know, it just depended. On, you know, like I couldn't drink tequila that early. Well, correct, I did, correct. but I was <laughs> no, like, no, I, you were right. You're right. You know what I mean? But it was the only set <laughs> did it right. that did I've it ever right. been on where, the, where people were just assigned to get you a drink. Like Love they were it. like, "What can I get you to drink?" It was pretty amazing for you guys to be like, like, like odd about it. That, that it was amazing. Was like, oh, yeah, shit. it was and amazing. The food was incredible. It was just everything was incredible. Everything yeah, was, was remarkable on that shoot, and uh, and you know, I felt lucky to be on it. Considered Gavin got kicked off. I didn't want Gavin kicked got kicked off the plane to let me on. So. Sorry oh, he, about that, Gavin. See, he said he said it was me. He was oh, mad at me. Maybe it was you. Never he mind. Said, it, was you. Yeah, it was you. It was, it was me. You. Yeah, but you know. Um, but I do want to talk about extreme music. You're a musician, right? A musician. Yeah, you started sure. as a musician. I a musician yeah. years ago, and uh, I consider myself a musician. I'm a freaking closet musician now because it's just at home. You know, my jamming my guitar. But you still play? Uh, I still play, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a big I'm a big uh, Pink Floyd fan. No, nice. Rush. Right. Drink a little you know, tequila little and get a little tequila. jam session. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the old school stuff, you yeah. know, and, and I'm a big, like, uh, 
uh, just jazz fan like my dad is. Well, so. our um, one of our supporters, um, Russ Emanuel, he um, started a company called ExtremeMusic.com. Okay. And ExtremeMusic.com is one of the biggest libraries in the world. Um, it houses all types of of music, you know, drama music, comedy music, slapstick comedy, uh, boleros, um, nice. mariachi music, Christmas music. I mean, literally anything you can think of, they have it. And if you're looking to, you know, find a, a song for your commercials, find a song for your TV shows. Like right now I was on, um, I was on a spotting session call with our composer, Danny Lux on, um, on, um, um, Feliz Navidad. And there, I used a lot of extreme music cues and I had to go to their site and punch in Christmas music, exciting music. And everything came up, you know, exciting Christmas music, a happy Christmas music. And I picked the songs I liked. I put them into the movie and it's funny because you listen to them. And when a composer says to you, that's a great cue. I can't write anything better. I mean, That's I don't, I don't yeah. know that he said that because I don't want to put words in his mouth, but definitely we kept some extreme music cues because they were just great. You know, they were just good. Yeah. So, um, so I think the That's key, awesome. yeah, yeah, I think the key is if you're looking for music for any product that you're, that you're working on, whether it be a commercial, a TV show, a film, please yeah, put them in, yeah, get, get, in get an account there and start yeah. putting music you like in there. But it's an amazing service. Russ really did it right. He's working with uh, Hans Zimmer. He's working with a bunch of amazing composers all over the world that are putting great music into television shows that are hits. You're talking about millions of dollars being That's made awesome. on these songs. Uh, but you can get them at a, a, at a bargain price. So check right. out ExtremeMusic.com for all your music needs. Yeah, That's for right. sure. Um, but let's get back to Casa Mexico Tequila. So you're in, what have you, what, how long have you been doing it now? So I see it's, it's a, it's a very complex question for me. Right. Uh, the moment I started thinking about it and have not stopped since 1999, Y2K. So it's been since then, since 21 I, years. Yeah. Since wow. I've been working hard at trying to develop a product. Yeah. 2015 was the in, true inception to the, the commerce world, right. To selling product. That was probably the most special day ever uh, because I saw the product and the people behind me uh, saying go for it, like Mario and the whole yeah. amazing glamorous night that we had. So I personally think 2015 was like the moment. That was Bessel. That was Bessel. Hey, um, that was uh, the time. Um, hang on. I'm sorry. Pink Dot has arrived with Casa Mexico Tequila. Let's, I'm going to hang on yeah, a second. Let's, uh, let's take get a, it. Take a tequila break. Tequila break. I got to take a leak too. I had to take a Pink Dot break. Yeah. Because Pink Dot delivered Casa Mexico Tequila to the door within an hour. Well, okay, an hour and 15 minutes because Tootie ordered sandwiches. Oh, and half the one you're eating? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got, they forgot my <laughs> one sandwich that I ordered. But um, they did deliver. It was uh, about it was about an hour. They delivered sandwiches. They delivered uh, Casa Mexico Tequila. Incredible uh, delivery service. Uh, Pink Dot. I love Pink Dot. Yeah, you I can mean, order uh, Casa Mexico, any of them, by the way, which is rare because at Ralph's you can only get the silver. True. But you got Casa Mexico uh, Reposado. I got silver, and they had Añejo. And it, somehow Pink Dot never runs out. Why is that? You're on top of their game. Connected to the distillery in the back of Pink Dot. Well, <laughs> thank you, Pink Dot. Appreciate it. Hey, Bucho, thank you for being here today. It's been a pleasure talking to you um, and learning about how – the business of tequila really connects to entertainment, which it really does. And I think the final thought is definitely that 
if you want to buy tequila from real Mexicans, which, by the way, you should, uh, Casa Mexico Tequila is just that. Definitely. I appreciate you guys for having me. Um, you guys are not only carnales, you guys are my familia. Yeah. You guys have always been there for me and been true pals, so thank you for that. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Authenticity comes with Casa Mexico Tequila. You could take anything away from me except my authenticity and how much I love my country, my first country. And uh, to share it with my second country yeah. and have people truly enjoy something that comes from Earth is special to me, so... Yeah, you're going to get authenticity with Casa Mexico. Well, try uh, Casa Mexico tequila if you haven't yet, and um, we'll see you next time, and let's get into it. Side note, Robert, before we get out, Bucho told me on that flight, he believes in me, and he's going to invest in my film when he sells Casa oh, Mexico for millions of dollars. That's what's up. I did say that. He did say that, see? <laughs> I love it. 100. That's not going to make it. the cut anyways, but still, I had to throw it out there. <laughs> Thank you for being here on Let's Get Into Entertainment, and we will see you next week. Thanks, Bucho. Appreciate you. Thanks, yes. Robert's didn't acknowledge anything. I'm going to leave it in. No, you ain't. I am. No, you won't. I'll bet you. <laughs>